Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast, coming to you from the new Academic Multimedia Studio on the University of Portland campus, produced by Academic Technology Services, with your hosts, Maria Erb and Sam Williams. Thank you for joining us for UP Tech Talk. This is episode one, and we're very excited for our first guest, Dr. Karen Eifler. Dr. Eifler is a professor of education at the University of Portland and the co-director of the Garaventa Center for Catholic Intellectual Life and American Culture. Dr. Eifler helps lead projects as part of the Teaching and Learning Collaborative. Um, thank you, Dr. Eifler, for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're thrilled that you're here talking with us today. And as director of the Garaventa, I'm sure you were extremely excited about the recent lecture that just drew an incredibly huge crowd. It was great, one of the best ever. And um, that's the first of many exciting events coming up this year. What can we expect from the Garavanta? We have a really full year planned, and our, our plan overall is to provide things for people's uh, heads and their hearts. Um, so I would say that a couple of the things I'm especially excited about are, one, we're major contributors to the Beckman Humor Project on campus. We've commissioned three really different events that um, will showcase humor as a gentle sideways weapon against the, the powers of darkness and evil in the world. This is a campus-wide initiative, but our three contributions uh, in the Garavana Center are one, a lecture coming up on October 22nd by Brian Ells in the History Department, and he is, the name of his talk is um, Humor as a Weapon Against Fascism, but it's, to call it a lecture is underselling it. It is, um, going to be a multimedia thing because what he's talking about is the power of subversive humor in the at the end of the Weimar Republic and in the rise of Nazi Germany. Um, stories that, that really haven't been told very much, but there was a group called the Comedian Harmonists that were so wildly popular in this period. Uh, they filled auditoriums all over Germany and had a really special blend of music and humor and their music, uh, actually we, we hear remnants of it or their, their influence in the Andrew Sisters and Manhattan Transfer, but they, they filled auditoriums all over Nazi Germany and were so popular that Hermann Goering um, offered to have them declared Aryan just so that they could continue to perform in public. They were Jewish and they, they declined that, but their, their humor was uh, subversive and clever and smart and uh, also bled over into uh, the concentration camps. Um, a number of the camps had burlesque theaters where um, where inmates would actually perform as a way of maintaining their sanity and shreds of humanity. So anyway, Dr. Ells is giving this amazing talk and it's going to be punctuated every now and again with actual rend live renditions of the comedian harmonist music featuring the talents of um, the musical theater workshop under the direction of Nicole Hannig and uh, Gregory Pulver on campus. So that's one bit of the humor initiative and then another one is um university of portland is one of just about a hundred owners of the heritage edition of the saint john's bible and there is actually a lot of visual humor in that in these glorious illustrations and the first hand calligraphed fully hand calligraphed and illuminated bible manuscript to be uh commissioned in over 500 years 
And one of the founders of that project, um, a Benedictine father, Eric Hollis, is going to be coming in February to, to give a lecture on the humor and the whimsy um, in the St. John's Bible. And we don't do things small in the Garavana Center, so we're combining that with music that has been commissioned for the event, uh, composed by our own Maureen Briar, Director of um, Music and Campus Ministry, and she is shaping that music around the art of the St. John's Bible, and then we'll, we're also teaming that with um, a public exhibition of art from the St. John's Bible. And then finally, the last bit on the Humor Initiative is a, a young theologian from St. Mary's College in South Bend, Indiana is coming out. Dr. Anita Houck is coming out in April to give a talk about um, the basically the humorous relationship between God and humanity from the Iliad to the onion. And I'm really excited about those three things. I think it shows kind of the versatility and the reach of the Garavana Center, and it also contributes to something that is very unique in higher ed, um, which is this Beckman Humor Project. The other thing I'd really like to highlight, th those might sound sort of cerebral, um, we also want to tend to people's hearts as part of the Garavana Center. So uh, we are building on something that we piloted last year. We call it Visio Divina, which means divine seeing. And in a really hectic, very loud, very noisy, fast-paced world, Visio Divina, which means sacred seeing, is a... Um, a very ancient kind of contemplative silent prayer and um, we are centering that around the images from the St. John's Bible and that is going to be uh, twice twice a day at 1245 and 715 uh, Wednesdays during Advent and Lent, two of the busiest, busiest periods of the year. We really want to give people a chance both to benefit from these glorious images, but also to enter into them as a, as a source and inspiration of prayer. And there's, there's lots of other things which you can access on our website. You did mention something about the utility and the reach of the Garavanta. What, what do you see? as that on campus and beyond? Well, our charge is really to go beyond the campus. And on campus, I would say that our charge is to function as a kind of connective tissue among various units on campus. Um, we are Oregon's Catholic University, and part of the job of the Garavana Center is to help faculty and staff in every department, not, not just theology, not just history, not just philosophy, um, which seem like really natural connections, but to help faculty and staff from every unit um, flourish and understand the important contribution they make to the Catholic mission of the university, which is to expand people's hearts and minds um, and to flourish in, in every capacity. So on campus, that's, that's a big part of our function, and we do that through uh, copious amounts of hospitality. We, we, we want people to know us and to know that they can count on us for for support and programming from logistics to ideas to the actual rendering and then um, both the president and the provost have charged us with making the University of Portland um, known throughout the region and really nationally over the next year or so and so we've been working on um, drawing in adult Catholics and and people really of any and no faith um, 
traditions to campus for our for our programming which is why we have such diverse programming and it's really filling a need for the local church which is not being satisfied um, in parishes as as pastors find themselves stretched really really thin we have tremendous resources brilliant colleagues on campus and uh, and basically we are we are getting the word out there taking that um, into the city and into the region beyond UP hospitality feeding hearts I think that Sam has a point about that in your other role. Nice segue. Nice segue. (laughs) Well, I know as the director of ATS, um, we get the opportunity to work with you in your many roles Mm -hmm. um, at the university. And recently we had a collaboration between ATS, the Clark Library, and the Teaching and Learning Collaborative um, called the Campus Media in the Classroom. Mm -hmm. And during that presentation, you reminded us of a project of the Teaching and Learning Collaborative, which is the TLC from the TLC. Right. Um, First of all, I want to stress that the Teaching Learning Collaborative, as I said at that workshop, is is more of a concept than a static group. It's not a standing committee. Um, We have excellent teachers and excellent support for teaching infused throughout all of the University of Portland. And the the function of the Teaching and Learning Collaborative is to focus on the collaborative part of that title and, and get the word out for all the great initiatives that are underway to support teaching. A lot of people on campus have been taking advantage of um, the work that you, Sam, and Maria have been working on in uh, ATS to, to make things like podcasts, things like video casts, actually accessible and doable um, for professors for whom technology might be a third or fourth or fifth language. And so there are a lot of video and podcast um, what would I call them? Tutorials or how-to sessions that people have been putting together, and there's probably enough to feed, uh, to post one every single week. And one of the things we noticed in the TLC is that each of those units takes about as long to watch or listen to as it does to drink a cup of coffee or or a cup of tea. And so um, together with Bon Appetit and with the support of Matt Baston, the Associate Provost, we were able to get a a coupon for every faculty member on campus that we've just called TLC for the TLC. If you take it to the coffee cart in France or um, any of the, the coffee places on campus, it's good for a coffee and a pastry and we are encouraging people to um, to to cash that in, and then to uh, to log on to the TL website. Um, we're also going to be providing links each week in Upbeat and in the my announcements um, that we want to be just one click away to uh, to all of these amazing supports that our colleagues have put together, dealing with everything from accommodations in the classroom, testing accommodations, um, working with students on the autism spectrum. Um, we know that we have kind of a skyrocketing number of um, incoming students who have various plans that a lot of us in higher ed were not um, especially equipped to to work with in our doctoral training but that doesn't mean we can't be really effective and great teachers with them with a little bit of help so that's what these tutorials are meant to inspire and we've also again through the work of ATS gotten access to resources like lynda.com which take faculty into all sorts of um specific technological treats and projects that that would really support their teaching like um 
exporting video or making podcasts or or putting together really gripping multimedia presentations as they work to flip their classrooms from time to time so yeah and on the lynda.com um, side of things just so those people listening um, kind of know where to get that if you visit um, go.up.edu um, log in with your university credentials you can access lynda.com and all the videos that are there and I know you had a, a fun idea about that at one point that you wanted to highlight um, some of the great content because there's a lot there mm -hmm. um, so when you hit lynda.com site you can be overwhelmed a little bit that's that's right and so one of the thoughts that we had is to um, to identify a handful perhaps I, I'm thinking four because there's four corners in most rooms and that we uh, TLC sponsor a workshop where uh, in each corner of a room there would be a particular um, application or a particular tool that's highlighted on lynda.com and a faculty member who's who's used it um, I think that that builds a lot of credibility uh, among faculty because we see that it's not just the, the so-called tech people who are doing things successfully but we we have sort of learning corners um, almost like playstations like we did in kindergarten but this would be on a much higher level and my vision would also be that in the middle of the room there'd be wine and cheese for faculty to uh, to enjoy together and to collaborate. All of us are excited about teaching and passionate about teaching no matter what our, our professional background and I think that um, all of us are smarter than one of us and so if we get a bunch of interested, um, talented people who want to uh, experiment and try different things and we have this great resource like lynda.com we might as well um, learn it together and explore some of the um, some of the opportunities there. Is that Four Corners and the police station and the wine and cheese idea coming soon? Well, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get that up and running probably in early November. Um, we want a lot, the TLC for, from the TLC has already been launched and um, you can imagine that it's a considerable commitment to get those videos loaded into Upbeat and just get it to disseminated right and get the word out about that. So we would like to be in people's inboxes just about every week with something new to offer. And then the, the goal campus-wide would be a couple of workshops each semester. That seems really doable. And if we make the ideas big enough and um, portable enough is one of my favorite words to multiple contexts, we can get a lot of bang for a couple of bucks. And uh, I think that I think that most faculty member schedules might allow them to attend a couple of workshops where it's probably not reasonable to think about a workshop every two weeks or something like that. Well, you definitely have a lot going on. Um, another one of the projects that we are working with you um, on as well as the Academic Technology Roundtable, and I just wanted to bring this up at the end of our podcast here, um, is that this year we have a project as a part of that which is going to help fund the second annual Kate Regan DigiFest. So mm -hmm. we are renaming the DigiFest in honor of Kate Regan. Mm -hmm. And I know that we're still in the planning phases, but what is our um, tentative um, date for that so people can be on the lookout for it? Tentative date would be uh, at the end of March. I think we're looking at March 20, somewhere between Six. March 26th mm -hmm. and March 29th. Um, we really would love to do it in BC Auditorium. And I think um, 
we want people we want to get the word out now because these these stories are not just going to appear uh, people are going to want to be thinking about it on fall break or the various immersions that they go on and I think it's also a great way to shape any kind of professional development that a faculty member or um, students on campus would take advantage of um, so that they're not trying to do it at the last minute and one of the things I'd love to communicate is the difference between a digital scrapbook and a digital story. And I think it's it's not a hard distinction to make, but there are different skills that go into com- to building both of those. And we're, for the Kate Regan DigiFest, we really are interested in these short films telling a story, um, not not simply recapping glorious memories from from the travels and so on that that our students do and and faculty do. So um, lots of resources, lots of supports for for making those things happen right here on campus. And we want to make sure people have time to do that. So if, if we think in terms of the fest will happen at the end of March and we'll probably get submissions um, at the end of February, early March. That's that's good for now. And then watch Upbeat and my announcements and posters and every other way we can get the word out. Yeah, there's definitely a huge support system on campus. Um, Academic Technology Services is dedicated to um, supporting that event. And I know we have the Digital Lab, um, Jose in the library, um, that's dedicated to supporting the event as well. Mm-hmm. Well... I wanted to thank you for being the first one to be on the Tech Talk podcast. We hopefully will have you back again. Thank goodness for editing, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I just want to bring up the visit the Teaching and Learning Collaborative at wordpress.up.edu slash TL. You can also get a little bit of podcast content um, if you visit the Garaventa Center at wordpress.up.edu slash Garaventa. And so this was episode one of UP Tech Talk. And next week we have Michelle Sunderland joining us from Technical Services. And the topic will be cybersecurity. So thank you. Thank Thank you. you, Karen.